0: Yeah. Four hours ago. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I finished like 20 minutes ago. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the movie very, very it is fresh. Very fresh, uh, for better or for worse. Um, but yeah, everybody, uh, welcome back to Excelsior. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Wasserberger. Today I am joined by Patrick Steinbach, Howdy. And Logan Drakus what's up uh hope that finals have gone very well for y'all and for all of our listeners
1: uh hopefully i hope everybody failed their finals i did i hope finals went terribly because i didn't have any you wow. suck i
0: i <laughs> have not gotten one of my back and it will determine whether the semester was a massive l or like somewhat of a w um because we are very we are very much hanging in the balance right now freshman fall um, dude apparent allegedly allegedly my freshman class is the worst-performing class in the history of Harvard
1: with regards to math. Allegedly. Allegedly. Could have told, could have told you that was going to happen <laughs> so, <laughs> going into the semester.
0: So, like – and also, I say that because math is the one grade we haven't gotten back yet. So, like, we're going to know very quickly whether that's true or not. Um, but yeah, that's uh for all for all for all of our Harvard listeners out there, if you're in a if you're a freshman in a math class, um and you didn't already know that, <laughs> then now you do. Um this is also not our holiday special. Our holiday special will be in a few days, and that is our annual Excelsior Awards. Is it technically annual if we've only ever done it once?
2: It's annual.
1: It's annual, yeah, right? Sure. Like we can say <laughs> Also, it's since Jordan, um Jordan didn't say it excelsior published by the harvard independent thank you yes this is excelsior published by harvard (laughs) independent um thank you for for, for reminding me about it
0: i feel like eventually (laughs) i'm sure like forget to say it like a few episodes in a row and then i'll get in trouble but it's okay um uh, whatever it's fine um but yes our holiday special will be in exactly a week from now actually yeah exactly a week from now um we're doing the excelsior Awards. so for anyone who's been like Keeping up with content, both Excelsior content and just, like, general pop culture, movie, TV show, game content. Um, That should be a lot of fun. Uh, By the way, when Jordan
2: says that, he means we are recording them a week apart. Not yeah. necessarily that they'll be released a week apart. No, 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 no. because no, be this one, no, 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 no no, 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 complete. no,
0: no, 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 it's winter break. This episode will be released in a couple of days, probably like tomorrow, and then exceptional Wars will be released.
2: I just wanted to clarify in case in case something goes awry. Yeah, let's just also
1: like once again, I love to pull the date move. When he mm-hmm. says tomorrow, he means December twenty third. All right, <laughs> so if if you're if this episode has come out and it is not December twenty third. <laughs> He not upload it tomorrow.
0: <laughs> it will be
1: uploaded very soon after recording.
0: um Watch we'll be uploaded today. Watch we'll to I get it out the same day. How crazy would that be? Anyways, we need to happen. get we need to get crazy for you. I know it would be, be turning turning a whole new leaf. Uh, wait, turning a new leaf, turning a new corner, turning over whatever. Point is, we need right, get start into. The yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get into this content um, because today we are talking about a pretty big movie, actually, um, which is Zack Snyder's first non DC project in over a decade. Because uh, nobody fucking counts Army of the Dead. Um, I-, I was gonna say it's not. <laughs> no, outside <laughs> of Army of. wait, wait hold on. Outside of Army of the Dead, it is. Hold on a second. He has only done DC films. I
2: think that's between
1: Hold on, hold on. I'm like pretty sure of an Army of the Dead. Okay, well, yeah, but you said nobody counts Army of the Dead. That is a movie that he did. It's a movie.
2: It's a movie. It's like, what happened with the creator? It's like, yes, this is his first movie, basically. Right, (laughs) basically. That is healthy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Might as well be. Um, no, fine. This is this is Zack Snyder's first like new original IP in quite some time, um, and it is a failed Star Wars script that Netflix. Yeah, ori- original, <laughs> original. <laughs> original. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. what it actually is is a failed Star Wars script that Netflix picked up, dumped a ton of money into, and has uh, now released. And I don't know if anybody here uh, who's listening saw the reviews for Rebel Moon. Uh, but they're pretty accurate. This is not a very good film. Um, at least that's my well, opinion. I, could say,
2: of- I had under my bad category originality, so I'm glad we <laughs> already got that one out of the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, we can get into it how we normally do—do do our you know quick thoughts and then get into some more specifics. I have a lot of notes. Logan has notes. Patrick, as always, is more prepared than anybody, uh, so shout out him. But um, yeah, this is not a very good movie. Like. All right. I, 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 me. I, I, <laughs> Everyone
1: yeah, hates wait. me now. <laughs> no, I said you're more prepared for everybody. That's a compliment. Yeah, no, yeah. That's definitely not going to turn people <sighs> against whatever.
0: Anyways, um, I'm not going to quite say it's double thumbs down stinkeroo, but like this is one of the worst films I've seen all year. I'm just not like in the mood to do my whole dramatic double thumbs down stinkeroo thing. Um, But it's really shit.
1: It's it's not like a trademark move. Like you did it one time.
0: But I'm just saying – no, no, no. I'm saying that (sighs) – People don't know you for that. (laughs) At risk risk of fucking – (laughs) <laughs> yeah i need stammer dude at risk of pop uh, so for those who weren't here i had surgery two days ago uh see so yeah, i risk of popping out the fucking sockets in my mouth um yeah this movie sucks like there is almost i, I actually would argue that there is nearly nothing redeemable about this film um I found the characters uninteresting. I didn't care about them even after the runtime. Speaking of the runtime, I checked my watch three separate times in this movie to figure out how much was left because it was losing my attention that quickly. I think I checked it once at the one hour mark, once at the hour and a half mark, and once with 20 minutes left to go in the film. And each time I could not believe how much was left. Um, In terms of – because the biggest criticism that most people have levied at this movie is that there isn't really a plot. I don't think that's true. There is a plot. It's just really uninteresting. Like there's an empire and the rebel characters need to go find some people and then they just kind of do. Like they just kind of find the people that they need to find and then there's like an okay, like that's it. (laughs) It's like sort of find them and then there's like an okay ish action scene at the end. Um, that ultimately doesn't really matter because the one person who dies in the action scene comes back to life at the end of the movie. So it's kind of just like, That's oh, a... yeah. The,
1: the... one person died. One Wait. person died.
0: <laughs> no, one. Per- one you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. One person dies. The only like actually important person dies which is the main imperial bad guy. just comes back to life two seconds later. Um, well, Charlie Honum oh, that's right, he did die, whatever. But again, this is the point, right? It's like, these are such uninteresting characters, they just like fade out the second. Okay, that the well, that's done. not a
1: fair criticism to say that you didn't pay attention. No, no no, no, no. I'm not
0: saying, no, 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 I, I paid attention. I'm just saying that like, I think it says something that I saw the movie four hours ago and already I'm forgetting characters that were in
1: the movie because they are that right. dull and that uninteresting. But, um, yeah, no, I'm saying that it says something about you. That's
0: fine, but it doesn't. Because um, I saw it
1: like a week ago and I remembered that.
0: Okay. Uh, and the last thing I'll say is is um, I think the biggest issue with this film that will probably tank all of the future plans for this franchise is the film does a, film does a non-existent job of making you care about the characters. Um, where I just like frankly couldn't care less what happens to any of them and almost wish I didn't waste two hours seeing this movie. Because um, it was just a really boring use of my time. Like if we weren't recording – I would like more severely regret having seen it. Um, but obviously you know, it's a little bit different now, um, but I will say like, visually very cool. Uh, uh, you know, Zach Snyder always does a good job with his visuals. Um, and this was a cool, cool, fresh take on what a hyper stylized Star Wars universe could look like. Um, I was a fan of, of, of his visual language, even if most of the film is just various shades of Brown. Yeah. Logan and Patrick, you guys want to take it from here?
1: Uh yeah I so I liked the movie. Um, I'm not gonna say I loved, <laughs> and I want to get it out of the way. Um, I'm a Zack Snyder hater. Like I do not like this guy's movies. I think the only movie of his that I have liked is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm I'm gonna say I think I would have loved this movie if someone other than him had directed it. Because it has all of the pitfalls, oh, yeah. yep. I would agree, of a normal Zack Snyder movie with overuse of slow mo that just takes away the
2: takes away impact oh, every from a lot of that. <laughs> there's a scene where a character where it's, it's normal slow mo. I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's a scene
0: where a, this is no joke. A char- it's it's normal speed the character steps off the ship in slow-mo and it's normal scene once they get off the ship. Like,
1: it's literally just there to put it in there. It's so dumb. Yeah, like, it's definitely overused, um, and it takes away the impact of the action in the moments Mm -hmm. where it is used. But I do, I would say, uh, I think there are still plenty of action beats that did hit. I liked the action of the movie. Um, I'm just going to straight up, disagree with Jordan on not caring about any of the characters because I think the movie's biggest failing and we'll get into this more is it has a huge second act problem mm-hmm. um, with the amount of characters and the quality of characters it's introducing there but the characters that are introduced and uh, tracked throughout the rest of the movie from the first act the farmer guy and the main girl um, I actually quite liked them Um or at least I really liked the farmer guy and I'm holding out on the main girl. I think that she was interesting enough, could have been done better. Um, but I was invested in, um, <coughs> in their journey and I hated the bad guy, which is also an important thing. Yeah, I think that he did a pretty good job of making that guy despicable. Um, but I do want to hammer home the, the originality because I would say the reason I like this is I was just sort of vibing. Like it's it is Star Wars. Like you can see one to one, literally one to one, how everything in this movie is Star Wars. And there's a sequence when they're picking up the Charlie Hunnam character. Like that's most Eisley. Like it is Star Wars, but I like Star Wars for the most part. Um, So I was vibing most of the way, and I think that's probably why I enjoyed it. Definitely some objective flaws, like the robot character vanishes after the first act until the last shot. By the the way, which is just weird. by the way, is voiced by Anthony Hopkins? Like, what? Um, And yeah, I'll, I'll let Logan get his across because he had a lot of notes. But I will – something that I want to bring back up later yeah. is um how weird the director's cut strategy they're taking for this movie yeah. is. Uh, I want to talk about that
2: too. I've actually done some
1: research into it and it's so odd. But Logan, I want to get your points.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to hear about that because I haven't – read about that, but I think the most important theme across all the things that I wrote down is earning the action and earning everything that's happening on screen. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that was bothering me most, most, especially in the second act is that they would go, they would find a guy and then it would take 30 seconds and the main characters wouldn't do anything And then they would get that person. The general, specifically, the general was like, no. And then she said, like, 30 seconds of dialogue. And then he was like, yes. Same thing with the rebels. They were like, this is literally, you are asking us, this is impossible to face a dreadnought with the king's gaze. It is impossible. And then they talked to the Death
1: Star. Just real quick, real quick. You guys want to know something crazy? So I saw it. It had a limited theater release. I saw it in theaters with my dad and the the general conversation where she convinces him for that stretch of 40 seconds, the sound cut out in the theater. So I don't even know
2: what they said. (laughs) It wasn't important.
1: important.
0: On on the subject of originality, when she – on the subject of originality, when she meets the Rebels – the, one of the Rebels says something along the lines of like, oh, a small group of unmanned fighters couldn't possibly take out a Dreadnought. That thing's a planet destroyer. And I'm like, yeah, wait a second. Out, yeah. I was like, wait <laughs> a second. I've heard that exact line before. And I literally paused the movie, went to A New Hope, went to the scene where the Rebels are all meeting to talk about the Death Star. And literally one of the fucking X-Wing pilots says a small group of unmanned fighters is no match for the Death Star. And I was like – this is the yeah. same movie. That's a line <laughs> for line remake of the same scene. What are we doing here? So, I
2: it's feel like callback, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> callback <laughs> to the franchise. <laughs> um, and so when you have characters that are so two dimensional and just you don't understand their like internal reasoning because it hasn't been shown in any significant way in the movie nemesis, which has two lines and fights a spider is actually like the most bland character ever. And she has like glowing swords. And I think to be honest, the way in which they introduced the farmer was actually pretty good because he had his relationship with the father of the tribe and then him speaking up and his regret and his feel, his need to protect the people that he's now, kind of made super vulnerable. I think Cora's development, which let's be honest, was a slew of exposition flashbacks. Exposition dumps.
0: It's does. three slow-mo flashbacks. Three right.
2: slow-mo flashbacks for no reason. And so the, and then when you think about what her character actually did in the movie, what Cora did on screen, that wasn't a flashback. It was pretty much nothing. Yeah. Like she fought some guys. She shot some people. Mm -hmm. And that was She shot them well She shot them pretty well And so But that was (laughs) explained Like the exposition Like she was the most powerful Command or whatever And so I just feel like Because all these characters Are so two dimensional And their rationale For joining the crew Is so unexplained And there is no showing And there is only telling Mm -hmm. That just nothing is earned And so it's hard for me To care about These characters dying These characters fighting These characters talking When nothing is earned
0: I'm with Logan 100%. It feels like every major scene in this movie, not every major scene, every scene in this movie just sort of happens. And you're supposed to take it at face value and be like, okay, I guess that's what the story of this of this um, franchise is. But there's no point in which the weight of what's going on is actually allowed to, like, impact the audience. Or I guess a better way of saying it is there's no point in which you, or I guess I as the viewer, felt the weight of what was going on. I'd say the only time really is, like, in the first core flashback where you learn about how Belisarius like took over her planet and like killed everyone except for her or whatever. Oh, uh, that was like kind of interesting. Right. I think when you actually see the empire do some really messed up stuff on um, Veld is it called? Is that the farmer homeworld, Veld? I, no. I thought like, yeah. I thought that stuff was like kind of cool. And I was like, Oh, this is a really interesting take uh, on the story that we've effectively seen before, you know, nine times. Uh, just in a different franchise, but everything else about this, I was just like, Oh, like, I guess this is what we're doing now. Cool. And like, it really takes you out um, to a point that I don't believe I ever recovered from uh, in this movie, well, even when the actions picked up and there's dramatic stuff happening and like major characters are dying. <laughs> I was like,
1: all right. Like, yeah, it's cool. the, it's the importance of, uh, of, And this is so. Yeah, I think we should get into the big second act problem of the movie. It's the importance of two things: both um, setups and payoffs in a movie, and um, (laughs) momentum, like one thing leading to another. When you're building out a story, like one of the most important things that like our teachers and stuff stress to us is that the story should always be this happens, so this happens, or this Mm -hmm. happens, but then this happens. And Rebel Moon is very much a this happens and then this happens. It's not that one thing led to another. It's that one thing happened and then the next thing happened. Um, And I think that's a big part of the – like you could rearrange the character or the order of the characters that they pick up in the second act and nothing would change because all that's happening on each planet is that – the character's thing is going on. And then the rest of the guys are standing in the background. And it's super awkward in the in the sequencing, and it's and it's very weird. And what it leads for, since because that's going on, is you have no setups, but then they try to do character payoffs in the third act. They try to have Charlie Hunnam's character have a converse Kai. They try to have Kai have a conversation with Korra um where he's talking about like, honor and shame and all of this but none of that was set up before it's a payoff for something that wasn't that didn't happen um and so it also doesn't mean that much when he turns on them in the third act and that's like a big problem with they didn't actually um they didn't they had too many characters in the second act so they weren't able to flesh them out to have those setups uh for the third act
0: What I was going to say is, I recognize this is comparing the best of something to just a really bad version of that same product, but this movie feels like it does the inverse of Rogue One, where Rogue One takes a group of seemingly random characters and brings them together and makes them fit really well in a way where it feels like each character has something to learn and grow from and with each every other character, right? And then all sort of band together and help each other become this, this found family. I'm not saying that this needed to be a found family, but it feels like not a single one of these characters, except for Cora and the farmer, are related to each other or care about each other or, like, can grow and learn from each other at all. And, like, we'll get into the Director's cut problem in a bit because I have a lot to talk about there, but it sort of feels like they made one movie, stripped away 40 to 50 minutes of it, knowing that they were going to do a Zack Snyder's director's cut, because he knows that's his thing now, and then release this. Like, this feels like a shell of, of a different movie that exists in Netflix's um, in Netflix's vault. And we know we're going to get that movie at some point. So it's like, OK, but like this is just not very good.
1: Do you, do um, you want to? OK, so I actually am going to take this opportunity to jump yeah. into the director's cut thing. Go ahead. Because that is also what I thought. Um, I thought that this, that the director's cut is going to be this movie, uh, but then add an hour and a half to it. Zack Snyder's justice league sort of thing. Like you get to flesh everything out a bit more and it'll be a better version. Um, then I looked into it. So what happened when Zack Snyder, he pitched this movie to Lucasfilm and Disney, they didn't take it for star Wars. So we went to Netflix and, um, and basically his his vision the the appeal of this entire idea is that it's Zack Snyder's take on Star Wars. Yeah. Um and whether or not you're a Zack Snyder fan like that's the reason someone would want to watch this movie. Uh and what Netflix did when he's pitched them like a 3 plus hour R rated uh sci-fi like big budget sort of thing is they went? We're willing to do that for you, but that's too much too much risk to take on one movie. So we want you to make a PG thirteen, uh, a PG thirteen, shorter, safer kind of deal for this. And what Zack Snyder has basically said now that this movie is getting panned and he's starting to market his director's cut, the director's cut is not just a he, w- what he said, not just basically a different story. It feels like He said, it feels like a different universe. What? Um, and to me, that just threw the questions in my mind of like, all right, I get that this movie is like basically a financial, a financial baby. Um, it was made so that specifically so that he would be allowed to make his other version of this movie. But When the entire appeal of the idea is Zack Snyder's vision for Star Wars, and then you find out this movie is not Zack Snyder's vision for Star Wars at all, it goes, all right, like, who is this movie for? (laughs) Yeah, I've heard a lot of complaints that the PG-13
0: rating really holds this movie back, and I agree with that. Like, just taking that one small sliver on its own, like – There's a lot of stuff here where you can just tell there was a bigger vision and a more detailed vision for this world that was stripped away by somebody, and this is the end result. Um, And so I think it also calls into question just like having director's cuts at all, right? Like if Netflix was unwilling to take the gamble on the full Monty, why why is releasing a less thought out,
1: less detailed, worse project better? But that's the other thing is like, it. From what I'm hearing, and I, I need to like at some point get a trailer or something for this director's cut so that I can actually get a feel for this. But it's it's literally coming across in interviews like a different movie, like not the same story. Um, and that's what that's what made me go like, like all right, like why why are we doing this? Right? Like who wants a version of this movie that Zack Snyder didn't want to make, you know? Yeah. It's also not like the, uh, the
0: justice league issue where it was a different director that stepped in after the passing of Zack Snyder's
1: daughter. Like and Zack Snyder's justice league is literally, it's, it's just an extended, it's a way extended right. version of justice league.
0: Right. But like, it's, it's the same basic story, just a lot better. like, I don't understand the thought process for this at all. If that's actually what it is, if these are just two different movies, like what is the point? Also, aren't, they making, also, aren't <laughs> they making a sequel in five
1: months? Yeah.
0: Like it's, but I think it's a
1: sequel to this one. It, right. Yeah. So, I'm saying, I,
0: are, so I'm saying, is this going to become a four movie franchise and you can either watch the first ones, which are one story or like the Zack Snyder ones, which are a different story?
1: I don't know. But also, I was going to bring up so to get back into this movie. Yeah. um, yeah. Does this feel like the first part of a two part movie?
0: No! This is the first, like, an eight movie franchise.
1: Like, what? The fact
0: (laughs) that this whole story is going to be wrapped up in another two hours is crazy to me. It's not. Like, it's definitely not.
2: The only thing. this, This movie wasn't even wrapped up in two hours. Like, they didn't even do this movie enough. This movie so isn't really even care. done yet. Like, <laughs> like, it's ridi- yeah. like, it's actually ridiculous. This would have been like if Across the Spider-Verse
0: ended when Peter get Sorry, not Peter. When Miles gets to the Citadel. That's what it would have been like. It's like, it just ends where, like, you see all the Spider-Men and it's like, oh, cool. But, like, there's so much other stuff that you got to deal with. Um, yeah. It's just, like
2: we- for them to explore yeah. it all in part two. It's uh, just yeah, unless... It makes it so difficult to get excited for a part two. And like it's different than Invincible season one, part one and season one, part Mm -hmm. two, because, or sorry, season two, part one, season two, part two, because standalone, you have a piece of content that is good and it gets you excited. And while it might not be everything you were hoping for, you can say to yourself, I watched part one, I put in the hours, part two might make it better. But that, yeah. that can't happen for this movie. Well, I also want to point out, Invincible Season 2 Part 2 is not
0: ending the Invincible story. It's just moving it forward. What's been pitched to us is that Rebel Moon Part 2 ends the Rebel Moon story for now. Right? Unless it's some massive success and Netflix will surely greenlight more films and there was a Rebel Moon game coming out. Like, like, if it all goes well, it'll be a much bigger franchise. But as of right now, this is a two-movie story. And I don't see how that's possible.
1: It makes no sense. <laughs> like like at all. Fully, you could have started you literally could start like a nine movie franchise with Korra as a child joining like yeah. that like that could have been how this went, but instead it like the flashbacks are long. It's like a like a eight minute flashback sequence. Yeah. I would have also, I also found those
0: to be the most interesting parts of the movie. If they were actually done in, in real time and not in slow-mo, I'd have been like, oh, yeah. this is sick.
2: Like, this I would have loved to. yeah, so much from a B-plot. It's insane. Yeah. I would like, have yeah. loved yeah. to, I would have that loved to see. That is Very it. true. Very true. Also, just won. the
1: amount of time you get back from taking out the slow mo. Like, you get, like, <laughs> how many extra minutes of runtime do you get? Bro, 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 I swear
0: to God, I think you get 15 minutes of runtime back if you take out the slow mo. Like, it's insane. We, we have not Lock talked off. enough about the weird. Like, it's not even that he uses a lot of slow mo, it's that his placement of slow mo makes zero sense. Look, like, I want to hearken back to the fact that there was a full scene on the ship in live action, and there was a full scene off the ship in real time, and the scene of Cora stepping off the
1: ship is in slow mo. And, and, and why? He's why? trying to do his like Guardians of the Galaxy hallway shot, but he has not done any of the work <laughs> <No>. to get
2: <laughs> to get that shot. As an like, extension of Guardians well, of the Galaxy. Yeah. No. It's well. No. It's. It's not Guardians of the Galaxy. I wish. I wish. But as an extension of the slow-mo, I thought the fight choreography in this movie was really bad, to be honest.
0: I agree. But I agree. It
2: was like hard. It was A, not super interesting or like action-y really at all. Yep. yep. It was not realistic. Like I wasn't believing that what I was seeing could actually happen. The main example of that being – the commander, I mean, there are a couple of main examples, but the main example being the commander walking through, literally just like walking through in the in the last fight, the commander of the rebels walking through <laughs> the middle of the thing and then jumping from this like crane onto the ship, stabbing through the glass, missing, the guy pulling out. Missing. His- <laughs> and missing, he misses shooting him. He pulls his thing back out and then stabs him again.
0: Yeah, well, dude, even like in that also even in that same scene when Cora is running for the um empire commander in a straight line through like an entire hail of machine gun fire and isn't hit once. I was like, what are we doing here? Also She's got a and, lean build. And also <laughs> and, and this is part of this is part of the slow-mo issue. When every action scene is filmed at a quarter, of the seed of a quarter of the speed of the actual scene, everything just feels weightless. Like, imagine you're playing a game and somebody shoots you and it takes, like, five minutes for the bullet to get to you. You're just, like, you're just waiting. And the second the character starts, to be like, oh, okay, she's going to be fine. Um, and it's even weird that, like, even, like, what should have been the coolest stuff in the movie with, like, Nemesis and the two
1: lightsabers felt terrible to watch. Like I was just like. Well, she didn't ignite the lightsabers until like. 50, yeah, it took her. First off, like sixty percent of the way through the fight, which yeah, was a little she, weird to me. She, she's fighting this like massive spider
0: spider lady, and she's using the normal swords. And I come up thinking of think about it, I was like, "Isn't this the scene of a trailer with the lightsabers?" And then she activates them, and I was like, "Wouldn't she just want to like like start with that? Like, shouldn't that be like the thing like you, want you start to just, with?"
2: Like, pull out a gun and like shoot the, the spider. Or any of the characters that are standing watching her fight the spider, shoot yeah, the spider? Yeah, thank you. Well, I think that's the problem. I, I was going to bring this up. As much
0: it's, – it's I don't know quite how to say this because one of the things I love so much about Rogue One and Andor is that they're both Star Wars without the Force. And when you have that, it really highlights the true sacrifice and true emotions of these characters in this world when you strip away the, the magical powers This universe feels like it needs a magical power because when you don't have that, but you still have like lightsabers and death stars and whatever, it's just like, what are we actually doing here? And they sort of tease it a bit with that girl who like brings the bird to life, right? And I thought they were going to do more with that. And then they just never revisit that at all ever again. And I guess you sort of have, like, this spirit realm with Belisarius, which also made no sense because apparently he's been dead for, like, 20 years, right? So I don't understand that at all. I had no idea where that came from. Um, but, yeah, it just felt like we were missing some, like, major world-building component. Like, I kept waiting for it to be like, oh, by the way, like, there's also this. And then that didn't happen. And so it was just like, okay, so you guys are just going to, like, shoot at each other a bit and nobody's going to, like, die and, and, and it feels like nothing
1: matters. Okay, cool.
0: That was it. Like 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 it just felt like nothing really mattered.
1: Yeah. I would like to remind everyone though that I did like this movie. <laughs> despite like, everything, despite everything we brought up. <laughs> I did but enjoy like why? It. I was vibing. Why? I said I was vibing. I was watching the lightsabers and I was like, "Oh, lightsabers. Wow." Oh. <laughs> but like Like that's crazy.
0: (laughs) But like you could have just watched Star Wars. Like even the creator where we had like But I think
1: maybe it's that I'm getting to like I'm getting to watch Star Wars without baggage, you know? Star Wars like, has so much baggage attached to it.
0: <laughs> but like, even the creator dude, we
1: were saying, you can't just how much like Star Wars anymore.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. But we'll yeah. talk. Like, even the creator, we were joking around about like, oh, this would have been so much better if Nomad was a sphere and like the AI had like healing powers. Like, even isn't lab, that possible it's to still-
2: do original sci-fi that isn't Star Wars these days? Can you
0: do that no, anymore? It is- no, it is possible because we've seen Pacific Rim and that's an amazing
1: original sci-fi movie. Like,
0: why are you laughing? Yes,
2: it is. We've seen
0: Pacific Rim
1: Uprising specifically. No, Uprising was terrible, all right? We're not talking about Uprising. No, but the original. Not, I, movie, love, I love John Boyega. The
0: original movie is still one of the best original sci-fi projects in years.
2: Like, the original Pacific Rim is that's amazing. so sad. Pacific Rim is so <laughs> good. <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: Wait, wait, what planet are you on? Wait, Pacific Rim is awesome. <laughs> it's like Logan. robots with
1: these Jordan, just, just stop talking.
0: No, no, I will defend Pacific Rim with my life. I love that movie. What do you not like about Pacific Rim? Dude,
2: what yes, what do you not like about Pacific Rim? The story and acting was just kind of bad. Like nothing was like. It had cool monsters, but it never really explained the monsters. It never really – Yes, it did. They were they were
0: from the, the realm under the ocean. They came up with the rift. And then like the first categories were like the, the soldiers. Then they were like the bigger guys. Like
2: Wow. Bro, wow. if you were looking for like
0: – Bro, it's a movie <laughs> it's about giant robots fighting giant dinosaurs. Years, I thought it
2: was sick. When I watched in theaters in 2013, I was like – oh
0: wow I <laughs> <That> was not <nice. laughs> yeah like, and when not? I watched it on TV a month ago I was like oh yeah like it's a cool ass movie yeah <laughs> It's not a good movie. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's a great. It's know. a. You're right. It's not a good movie. It's a great movie.
2: Uh, Guys, no, I do think like original. Comment okay, hold on. I think Pacific <laughs> Room is a good movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but like there are a lot of examples of great original sci-fi. Edge of Tomorrow is a great piece of original Edge sci-fi. Of tomorrow
1: is really good.
0: Right. Mad Max Fury Road is a reboot. It's sure. Not really
2: sci-fi. It's also
0: not original. I would call. I would call Mad Max Fury Road sci-fi. What Would you call it post-apocalyptic? Post-apocalyptic. Oh,
2: yeah. Okay. Very distinctly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, okay, the, Expan- okay, the Expanse is great original sci fi. Logan, uh, yeah, I know you're.
1: you're... Do okay, you think Piper, Severance counts as sci fi?
0: That's what I was about to bring up. Severance and Silo are both great original sci fi movies. Yeah, Severance
1: it's... and. But those are TV.
0: Yeah, this but is. No, all TV. I think it's. But I think – but okay, that's not true. Uh, what, did we ju- what did we just say? Day, uh, edge of Tomorrow. I think you can do great original sci-fi when you don't try to do Star Wars. I think the problem is that when the last two original sci-fi movies we've gotten both have a planet-killing weapon, both have some mystical something. Like they, they, they said they both try to do Star Wars but different slightly. I think in order to make great original sci-fi, you just need to completely deviate from Star Wars. So you have to. I do. think there's
1: also a way, but I, I really do think there's a version of this movie that is great. There is, like, and you want to know what it's called? It's called. It's actually a show on Apple TV Plus
0: called The Foundation. That's actually the best version of this movie. It's the exact same story, by the way. It's you like a a empire inspired by the Roman Empire, but literally exact same art design, exact same characters. It's the same movie, but it's or same I guess universe, but it's done so much better. Like, watch Didn't the David foundation. did David Goyer write that? Yeah, I think it is him. Um, that is an amazing piece of original sci-fi. This is also
2: kind of Dune, if you really think about
0: it. It is kind of Dune, which is a better version. Well, that's not original, but it's like, actually, no, but it is the original sci-fi. What am Dune. I saying? Um, Dune is literally the original sci-fi. Um,
2: Speaking of yeah, which, like Dune. I'm excited for, t- for Dune Part 2. I'm very excited for Dune Part 2.
1: I'm not excited for Dune Part 2. Uh, Well, (laughs) (laughs) just so you know, we're all we're all on every end of the spectrum here. I'm not excited for Doom Part Two.
2: Logan, I'm curious, have you seen Napoleon? No, I heard it was unintentionally the funniest movie of the year. It's so bad. Patrick, after Logan leaves, do you want to spend like 10 minutes talking about
0: Napoleon just so we can say that we've talked about it? Because I really want to talk about it. No,
1: I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to get sad. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Logan, it's unironically the worst movie of the year. Bro, it's like
1: Joaquin Phoenix like barking for sex. (laughs)
2: Remember when I saw the trailer? I'm like, this movie is going to be, like, how good this movie is is going to be directly correlated to how much time they spend on this stupid romance. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they went No, it's, the no, see, it's not, even, that's not even it. it. That's it's not, not it. even it. It's not even it. Patrick, I think we should talk for like two seconds. It's not even
0: that, Logan. It's, it's, when do you think <laughs> of movie calling in the title, so we get more Exactly, view. exactly. Uh, <laughs> and I can put the hashtags on TikTok, which, by the way, I posted uh, about our Invincible episode on TikTok, it blew up. We got like a thousand views in like two hours. It was sick. That um, is well, cool. Yeah, none of them came here. Yeah,
2: <laughs> unfortunately. None of them came into the podcast. <laughs>
0: but what, what was I going to say? Um, the problem with Napoleon is that when you hear about a movie directed by Ridley Scott starring Joaquin Phoenix called Napoleon, you expect expected to tell the story of Napoleon. And instead, there are just scenes that like are vaguely reminiscent of things that sort of happened. It, or that, it's like, like a
1: two-and-a-half-hour montage.
0: Yeah, and – and half, first off, half the scenes are made up, like just did not happen historically at all. The other half do not make sense in the in the place where they are put in the movie, and so you're left having zero understanding of who Napoleon
1: was. I came out of it his, knowing less about Napoleon than I went in.
0: I literally had to explain to Patrick like entire sections of Napoleon's history because I was like, "Yeah, this just didn't happen." Um, and then on top of all of that, you have like. Seven different, way too long, way too graphic sex scenes of, he, of him with, um, what's the how actress's happened? name, Patrick?
1: Dude, I he's not like, re- even remember that.
0: Patrick, like, what's the fucking what's I must the not have is- been
1: paying as much rapt attention to <laughs> Vanessa Kirby as you were. <laughs> you
0: were
2: laughing in the theater with me. What are you talking about? I don't remember seven. Oh, this was the girl who was in uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how many that were. She's going to probably like,
1: play uh, Sue Storm also.
2: Yeah, I heard that. Uh, yeah, dude, Napoleon was just terrible, and nobody should see it. it and like it makes me everyone should see Napoleon. No, the... dude,
0: it's so bad, and it makes me so <laughs> nervous for Gladiator Part Two because I'm starting to wonder, like, did, did Ridley Gladiator Scott? Too? Yeah, it's Paul Mescal, Pedro Pascal, Russell Crowe, and Denzel Washington. Um, okay. And my fear now is like maybe Ridley Scott's just lost his ability to make movies.
1: Because the you know crazy like, though It's like eight years ago, this guy made The Martian. Right, like, which is one of the best like I know, movies. Gladiator is like his, like the the movie people love the most of his. In my mind, The Martian is the best movie the guy's made. Like I love that movie so much. Martian's I really love good. The Martian.
0: I, I another great piece of original sci fi. I love The Martian. Sure. Well, that's based off a book, also. Yeah, okay, but, Interstellar, Inception. I can name yeah. a thousand. The well, Prestige. You're
2: seeing Christopher Nolan movies now.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and there are three great pieces of original sci-fi. But but the problem with the – all right, whatever. I know you guys love it more than I do, whatever. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, no, I just think like like with Ridley Scott, I just – like I don't know what happened. Because it's not even like – it's not even like it's like – you know, to get back to Rebel Moon, like – Can we wrap up Rebel
1: Moon?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Rebel Moon is a bad movie made by a director who has made bad films. Like, if you actually, because Patrick and I were actually talking about this, if you look at Zack Slater's filmography, outside of 300, it's pretty
1: terrible. Bro, 300 is not considered great. (laughs) Like, like, I I, don't know why. You like 300. He has made all bad movies.
0: (laughs) I enjoy 300. I'm not saying it's a great movie, I'm saying that I enjoy it. I find every other one of his films unenjoyable, like completely. And this movie, Rebel Moon, is no exception to that. Yeah. I don't know why the cult following latched on to such a
1: bad director. (laughs) Like, Like,
0: yeah, can we talk – let's end talking about the Zack Snyder fan base because I have seen so many people on X talk about how this movie – Just call it Twitter.
1: Just call it Twitter.
0: I have seen seen so many people on Twitter talk about how Rebel Moon is just like Zack Snyder's Justice League – and Batman v Superman, and whatever, and, there, and every single one of them is like, "Oh, this is the critics hating him because the critics want Zack Snyder to fail." But in actuality, the movie is really good. And like, just wait till the audience scores come out. And when you look at the Ron Tomatoes audience score, it's a seventy-two. And if you, which is like pretty good. And if you actually, and if you actually read the reviews, because I, I, I read an article by a guy it's at like a review bombing. Did, yeah, he did a study on it. 90% of the reviews on Ron, of the audience reviews on Rotten Tomatoes have never written another review before. And of those, none of them were vetted to make sure they had actually even
1: seen the movie. Which is they were just crazy. people who felt really compelled to make their first Rotten Tomatoes review. And I man? do
0: not, and I do not, <laughs> but I don't understand why Zack Snyder compels people so much. What is so interesting about Zack Snyder? Like, yeah, his brother is a really great comic book writer. Okay,
1: I, I, I don't know. He has good what visuals. Like he should just be a director of photography. He should just Dude, be a DP. He
0: should just or or a cinematographer like, or a
1: VFX coordinator. Like Jews any other okay. job,
0: man. Like he when he is at the helm of a project, he has proven incapable of making a complete package. And it's yes. not to like and it's not to shit on Zack Snyder. I I don't think he deserves that. I just think like
1: he's. Holt, he seems Holt like a left. nice guy. He really likes Fortnite.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you see his like That's interactions it. on social media, like he's a super nice guy. He always like talks with fans. Like ap- apparently he has a great temper. Like even when people are like making fun of him or whatever, like seems like a really nice guy. It's just that when you th- when you think about his movies, where he is really controlling everything within a two and a half hour runtime. They're not good. And I don't understand why he has this. Like, I would argue the following of Zack Snyder is more devoted than the following of any other director, except for maybe Christopher Nolan. Quentin Tarantino. I don't even know too with Quentin Tarantino. I think people are like able to have more of an open mind with Tarantino's films. Like whenever Zack Slater releases a movie. Fifteen percent of the internet, if it even is that much, just loses their ability to think critically. It's not that much. It's not that much.
2: All right, it's whatever it is. It a very vocal two percent.
0: You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. A very vocal minority of the internet just cannot think critically. Like I like a lot of Tarantino's movies. I walked out of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
1: Um, which I don't like. I, I just don't know what it, it is about Zach. You know what's I know so, so funny. funny? I'm sorry. I was just looking at this. Is that Zack Snyder's? Uh... Like all-time Rotten Tomatoes scores, the highest one is Dawn of the Dead with seventy-six percent, and that's it was written by James. It was written by James Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I, what I'm
0: saying. He cannot put together a complete package. It's just, I just like he just can't do it. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Like we just all need to recognize that Zack Slater is a brilliant has a brilliant visual and creative mind, and if you give him four hours, he can tell a pretty good story anything less than that is asking for too much it's not the mark of a good director it's not a good yeah. director. i think we can wrap up with scores i think we can wrap up with scores um i mean this should not be surprised mine's like a three and that's only for visuals like uh, it's a three this is not a good film logan
2: <laughs> yeah the, i like literally what that whole doc i had pretty good cgi not great um uh, yeah, I don't know what my floor is necessarily. I was able to watch it, so I'll, I'll, I'll go with a, a three as well.
1: I'm giving it a seven.
2: Jesus
0: <laughs> fucking Christ.
1: I mean, <laughs> what are we doing here? I <laughs> liked it.
0: Patrick, what did you give Barbie? I think a 7.5? So that's a wrap on this week's episode of Excelsior
1: because uh, I don't really
0: know what to say to that. There's no response to that. It's just I the words criticized of a madman it as
1: much as you guys.
0: <laughs> and yet it's a 7. These are the words and ramblings of a madman. Uh, but it's okay because we get, we're going to get to make fun of Patchwork. We're going to get to make fun of all of us, all of each other, uh, in about six days or seven
2: days for the Excelsior Wars. It's going to be a lot of fun. So stay Again, tuned for that. Again, recording in seven days... <laughs> Not not getting let out in seven days from whenever this comes out. December
1: twenty-third. Remember, December twenty-third. <laughs> Listen, December twenty-third and
0: December thirtieth. All right, those are the two days to keep in mind. The big days. The big days. Um, that is a wrap on of Excelsior. We will see you next week for the Excelsior Awards. We are taking uh, a little bit of a break for winter breaks, so we can all go vacation. Um, we'll be back in January with a whole bunch of new content. I assume Invincible season two, part two. And whatever else comes out, like Deadpool three, and, and and whatever other movies. That does not come out in January. No, but
1: it's February, isn't it? No, it's summer. Really? It's that yeah. long? Yeah, bro. We yeah. haven't gotten a single trailer. Why would it be coming out in February? Oh, Rick awesome, and Morty yeah.
2: season seven is first episode of next we week. We have to do.
1: We have to do most
2: anticipated
1: also.
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have lots of stuff to do. Uh, lots really of good content it. coming out. Lots of amazing Excelsior content coming stay out. Tuned. Moon, <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, stay <laughs> tuned. Because it will, in fact, be so much better than Rebel Moon. That much I can promise you, listeners. Uh, if you saw Rebel Moon and you didn't like it, we will be better. And so Netflix should clearly give us $300 million instead of Zack Snyder.
1: Um, that would be easy. That'd be fantastic. Jordan will do the VFX himself. <laughs> I will literally
0: do all the VFX. And by all the VFX, I will spend $2 on a little like new intro thing. And then we will split the remaining $299 million, whatever it is, uh, amongst the rest of us. But yeah, that is a wrap. We'll see you next week. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And yeah, bye-bye.